All right, well, I've been away for a while doing a mission. Um, we went to Iswatini, and uh, we have a little video here. To Ta-da! <laughs> it was really misty, yes. So I haven't, I haven't been here, because I also got sick during that time, so I missed... Uh, last week. We're going to have some of these young guys come up and share as well when I'm done with the video part. So our mission there was our program called Smart Choices, which is an HIV AIDS prevention, but also an outreach, a gospel outreach as well. And we were, um, we had been there at this school before. This is our second trip, but we decided to go back with a team. So we started training the team here and we put the guys together. The Lord brought them to us. And we began to train them how to set up and use the equipment. Then we went into Swaziland. There's Patrick preaching. We, I was uh, invited to preach to the church there in Mbobani. And we had um, a, a little, few lower numbers because the power was out. There. So we were preaching in the dark um, I told the pastor we're literally preaching to those who sit in darkness, you know. And uh, but they did not let them uh, that bother them. They had worship, uh, a cappella, and it went awesome. They, they were dancing and rejoicing. Uh, then we traveled to the northern part of of uh, Swaziland to the, as you can see, the Maguga Dam, beautiful area. And here's the guys up on the top of the hill there. The next morning we set up in the school and began the program. And we had two teams, we had two classrooms completely full. So when you see the the classrooms, there's actually two of them side by side. There was no power in the classrooms either. We had to run a cord from where they did have some power and set it all up um, in the morning before the students arrived. Then the next day um, we were going back in again for the second half of the sessions. And then during this time, we also fed them lunch. You can see all the sandwiches there. That's like 156 sandwiches or something. Uh, We had 44 students accept Christ for the first time. And it was really awesome. These guys did such a great job. They worked hard. They served hard. And we all had a great time. We had a lot of fun. And as we were handing out the, each one of them their certificates, we had 132 graduate. And uh, as we're handing out the certificates, I was thinking that these young guys will be welcoming these people into the kingdom. When we're always standing before Christ, they'll be coming and shaking our hands and thanking us and thanking them for their part in and reaching them with the gospel. Now we have the three amigos are going to come up right now. And uh, we had um, we had some of the teachers also that were participating with us while we were doing our program. And um, they, they're such a blessing. They were serving right along with us and helping us to keep the classrooms. The kids were uh, really, really cooperative. And there they are, the three amigos. All right. 
Each one of them is going to just share with you real quick a, a, a little bit about what happened and how it affected them. Who wants to go first? Oh, we got a brave one here. Good morning, church. How, how is everyone doing this morning? Okay, I'm going to start off just with a reading. Um, um, Ephesians 1, I think it's chapter 11, or verse 11. In him we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will, in order that we who were the first to put our hope in Christ might be for the praise of his glory. And it goes on throughout the rest of the chapter. And it just says how we were uh, called according to his purpose. And I mean, for me, this is my first mission that I went on. Uh, and it was a wonderful opportunity. Thank you to Joe and Avril for making it happen. Um, very thankful. Um, and I think all of us, uh, it's wonderful to go to far off places and minister to people who don't know. But we also have to minister in our own homes, in our own lives, and to the people around us. Um, and so this, this chapter is uh, really, uh, I've been reading it through it this week, and it kind of fits in a lot with what we've been saying in church and also in reading. Um, I might just share a story from one of the things that we spoke to the children while we were there. It was the story of a man called John in the Smart Choices video. Um, and John lived in a life of, of sin. Um, he was a homosexual and um, eventually, in his early 20s, he gets HIV. And for those of you who know about HIV, it's, um, it's, um, it's basically a death sentence. There's no cure for HIV. And once you get it, that's it. You slowly decline, your health declines, and goes on and on and on eventually until you die. But this man's story was special because he said that up until he got HIV, he was actually living in a death sentence. After he got HIV... Um, he came to Christ. And so even though he will die maybe in 10 years, his life actually isn't over. He's saved um, by God's love. And so that was a very strong testimony um, that was brought to these children. I think they, they respond to testimonies, and I think we have to live our lives as testimonies so that we can minister to those who are closest to us and in our family. We mustn't neglect to do the small things. We can do the big things and go to these far off places but we also mustn't forget the smaller things, everyday lives. So that's all I wanted to share. Thank you very much. <clears throat> Morning, church. How are you guys? Uh, I'm good. Be careful, this guy, he's like a preacher, so when you give him the microphone. <laughs> he's got two minutes, but, you know. Two minutes. Um, yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much, Joe, for the opportunity. Um, Swaziland was very, was very great. And, yeah, the people were great. The language, similar to Zulus, but sometimes we'll, uh, some words uh, we, we will not be able to understand them, but it's similar to, to Zulu. Uh, so I'm very thankful for the opportunity to stand before those um, learners and, 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 and talk about uh, HIV and AIDS and in that introduce Jesus Christ as life and solution to everything. Um, the landscape was very beautiful. I mean, you saw the pictures, guys, right? Every morning, we woke up into that. 
you know, um, the, the dam was reflecting the glory of the sky. You know, you could, you could just go there in the morning, have your huge canvas, and just dip it over the surface of the water, and then bang, you got a water paint of the sky right there. So, guys, it was beautiful, and the kids loved us. We loved them. Um, the teachers did help very much. We were so thankful, and the respect we've got from the kids was amazing. Um, yeah, Romans 1, 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God to salvation for those who believe. Uh, first to the Jew and to me. <laughs> And this is Deb's, we were, this is kind of our first meeting together, and uh, it went so well. He was, we were the other team, right, so. Okay, greetings to everyone. I'm not a man of many words, just a man of strings, as you guys could see. Um, it's such an honor to be here, and I must say, uh, thank you, Joe. It was also an honor to be part of the team. Um, I, I can remember one of, of, of the scriptures that the church that we were in, that we read uh, on, on our first, on our first, um, first day. Um, it says, uh, is there anything too hard for the Lord? Because, I mean, uh, I, I somehow believe that that was just dedicated to me because at first I thought the mission trip was going to be hard and very hectic. But then on our first day, these guys, they read the scripture that says, is there anything too hard for the Lord? So I just realized that, no, man, there's, there's, there's just nothing too hard for the Lord. Amen? So, yeah, it was, it was, it was fun. 50% holiday, 50% mission. I had fun, I must say. I had fun, but it was, it was great ministering to those people. Um, I was even privileged to jog in the morning, you know, have some morning devotion. It's just a beautiful place. And while I was there thanking him, yeah, I know I sound just like one of the singers. One scripture came to me. It says, um, it's Luke 10.2. The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Amen. So, I mean, uh, as, as I said earlier on, that it was just an honor to be part of these people doing the, the Lord's work, giving uh, Christ to, 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 to other people, though there were some problems and hiccups, but we praise the Lord that we are able to make it through because, I mean, the devil knew that we were there for a mission, so he tried, but then he couldn't. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Yeah, we had some hiccups. Um, the, as we went through on the freeway, uh, the protests began right behind us. So they closed off all the freeways. We just had made it through. And we were then, once we were there, we were wondering, well, are we going to be doing a longer mission than we anticipated or, or what? So uh, we thank you for your prayers because we know that's what got us through. Uh, we also lost fourth gear in our uh, vehicle uh, the second day. And... It's a very hilly country, so it was quite a challenge because I was pulling a trailer, and uh, to try to shift with uh, missing a gear was really interesting. But we made it all the way back home. It was grumbling and growling. I got it to the mechanic, and it is completely hashed. There's no transmission in my vehicle anymore, along with the clutch that's also gone. So 
I'm looking at uh, about 25 grand to fix all that. So we're, our, our ministry right now is kind of dead in the water. Uh, another glitch uh, problem that uh, was much of more serious nature. The last day I got word that my mother um, was found unconscious and unresponsive, taken to ICU with two uh, brain bleeds. And um, she is still in ICU. She's intubated. She is responding. She is um, able to shake her head yes or no. But we are leaving this Thursday to fly back to the U.S. to be with her and to um, help sort out um, her future, uh, how she's going to be helped and what we're going to do. So we we covet your prayers for that. Um, we, we really need a lot of prayer. <laughs> Avril's mother is actually in the hospital this morning as well. Um, she is doing much better. Uh, we anticipate that she'll be completely 100% before we leave. So we, that's why we went ahead and booked the tickets. But we do need your covering in prayer if, if you can. We really appreciate it. Uh, good morning, church. So basically, that's what that's for an vision for for Monday motivation is to is to preach Jesus and is to make the disciples so they can preach Jesus to the valley and make other disciples. That's why every every year the Lord bless us with new faces. So so it's other people bringing other people and then other people bring other people uh, to come to the Lord. Just want to share this verse uh, that is in my heart. Uh, it says in Timothy chapter, First Timothy chapter two, in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the light. So this is the verse that encourages us to continue to preach Jesus because it is God's desire. We, we want to be driven by God's desire. I know a lot of people, we have different desires and different plans, but we don't want to be driven by our desires or by our plans, but we want to be driven by his desire, and he will feel our desires. So that is how we are, we are driven. We, we, we trust in Jesus that he's doing good work, as, as you saw in the video. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, we thank the Lord for the missionary trips, the testimonies, and all that God is doing in this church. Amen? It shows that our God is alive, doing work in, with us every day. Amen? Um, I just have this scripture for Joe and Avro. Amen? Um, Psalms 103. It says, Praise the Lord, my soul. All my innermost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not his benefits. Who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. Amen. So it's all. There is no limitation to what this God can do for us. Amen. If we can only have faith in his word, all things are possible. Do we believe that? Amen. The only thing that can limit God is our faith. We've got to trust his word. Amen. Because he himself is the word. He will never leave his word to fail. You see to it that it's fulfilled. Whatever he has said has to come to pass. Is that right? So, your sick uh, mothers, they are going to be well. Amen. We are Christian. 
our God heals all diseases. Amen. And there is no limitation to what this God can do. Amen. It doesn't matter she is in the United States of America. We can influence America from this corner. Because we are the church. Our God is omnipotent. Is that right? He is the all-powerful. Our God is omnipresent. He is everywhere. So geographical location cannot limit what this God can do. Is this right, church? Do you believe it? This God can do anything for us. We just got to believe his word. Is that right? Let's believe his word. These people are going to be well. You might also be going through difficult circumstances in your life. And also maybe your relative or yourself are sick. There is no limit to what this God can do for you. Whether you're broken hearted, whether you've got depression. This God is a God of restoration. He restores things. That's what he specializes in. He specializes in those things that we think are impossible. That's our God. So we must trust his word. He will see to it that his word will not fail. He said, let every man's word be a lie, but mine be the truth. That's what he wants us to believe. Amen. Let me not uh, waste too much of your time. Can we collect the offering, please? Amen. But I would like to ask Anne if we can pray for the nation. Amen. Um, Anne has got this, you know, her heart likes to pray for the nation. Uh, she's got this bed and God has placed on her heart. Um, so I want to ask her if she can come to and pray for the nation. Amen. Father God, we've just heard from your word that nothing is impossible for you and that you are ruling and reigning. And we bring this nation of South Africa to you, Lord. We ask forgiveness for all, all that is ungodly in this nation. And we ask, Father, in your mighty name, that you will bring justice and mercy and forgiveness to this nation. We ask, Lord Jesus, that your governance will be upon this government. Lord, these, there are men there that need to know who you are and, your, and fear your name. So, Lord, I pray blessing on this nation. Pray for all the needs of this nation. And we just declare, Lord, that your lordship over this nation of South Africa. And the prayer of my heart always is, Lord, that this will be a nation that exalts you. You be exalted in this nation. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Uh, without delaying any further, let us dig into the word. Amen. I hope you came here this morning under expectation. Amen. You know, when you come to church, you've got to have an expectation. Amen. You might come here today. If you've come expecting to be filled with the Holy Spirit, you'll be filled with the Holy Spirit. If you've come to church, amen, seeking healing, you'll be healed in the church. Amen. Whatever you have come expecting, it is here. Amen. Everything we have need of is in the word of God. Do we believe that? So if you've come here, if you've got so many expectations, don't worry about them. God is here to do it for you. Amen. He said, ask whatsoever you will, I'll do it for you. That's his word, isn't it? He didn't give a limitation. He said, ask whatsoever that you will. Whatever that you desire, pray. Isn't it? So God will give it to us. Pastor Zola, come. 
God will give it to us. Is that right? So don't worry. Come with expectation. We need that. Is that right? Come with expectation. God is waiting on that to fulfill it. Amen.